Hey everyone, I'm Jen Alberg and welcome to the Key Academy podcast. The Key Academy is my coaching business where myself and coaches focus on health, performance, and longevity. I've spent the last 12 years coaching people how to optimize health and performance, and this podcast is an attempt to synthesize what I've learned over the years to help you live a higher quality or more fulfilling life. If you enjoy this content or have questions that you want covered, click the show notes to find out how to learn more from me. Okay, I'm going to take on kind of a big topic today, and that is going to be THC, CBD, um, and and kind of that that world because I think it's it's a little bit misunderstood. No, it's very misunderstood, and so true to form, I want I want to go back and make sure that we're all on the same page as far as language and the history around it. And so this part one will will primarily be just that. It will be, let's understand what these things are, what these labels are, and then, uh, because then I feel like we can move forward. And that's when we'll talk about efficacy and how to use it, if we should use it, and so on and so forth. But but for this one, let's, let's really just nail down some truths. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk about the medical use of cannabis or cannabis, depending on who you ask. So cannabis has been around for over five over five thousand years, and that's that's what I was able to to dig up about it as far as its history goes. Is that it started helping uh, in with memory loss, and but then it moved to helping horses in Greece and they used it as a topical form back then so they they would apply the cannabis leaf to the horse's body and remember these horses were their war horses so they were like gold to them and so after war these horses would have inflammation and they would put on topical cannabis leaves for uh, to decrease inflammation and at this time that they were applying the leaves, they were coming out with new and different ways that they could use it. So they also used it for methods of uh, analgesic effects. So they would heat it and add milk to it. And for people, that would be fairly analgesic. So they had a lot of uses w- way back then. But with the evolution of science, we've we've come out with more and more. So, so fast forward then to the 1930s and... Uh, you know, I, I think an, a number of people really thought that it was completely inappropriate to um, have this drug, marijuana, to be allowed out um, and legalized. So the United States started the war on drugs, and it kind of just got a bad rep, even though it had a lot of positive properties. It was lumped in with other psychedelics and and addictive drugs. So nowadays, when people think of uh, cannabis plant, they think of marijuana, they think of THC, intoxication, psychedelics, and smoking. And that's, it's just not the case. And so we need to separate, let's separate a couple things. Cannabis as a plant grows in nature as a flower. The leaf has cannabinoids or medicine in it. Like, meaning like you can eat the the plant, the cannabis plant all day long and nothing would actually happen to you other than probably a stomachache, but you wouldn't get intoxicated in any way. So how I think to separate it in people's minds is that we need to understand the intoxication effects of it and then, uh, and, and where 
and when that occurs because it's it's separate than the medicinal effects that we're talking about or the reasons why, why we're we're taking it these days. So let's start with THC, which stands for tetrahydrocannabinol. So THC, our brains have these receptors on them and and chemicals can come in and bind to those receptors to induce some sort of a change. So THC works on these receptors. They are CB1, cannabinoid 1 receptors, and cannabinoid 2 receptors. THC can sit right directly on those receptors and can induce said change. Uh, that change basically depends on where the receptor is. For example, in the uh, if the receptor is in the hippocampus, which is probably a CB1 receptor, if that's in the hippocampus of the brain, it can rid yourself of memories, which is very useful in the treatment of something like PTSD. Also, why Dude Where's My Car was so funny is it rids yourself of this memory so that it's not a long-term effect and instead it might just help people with PTSD for, forget something that's so that they can just sleep. It doesn't actually rid them forever of the memory, but it, it affects that receptor so that possibly that person can, can sleep and maybe not have night terrors. Another use for THC is pain. Uh, and as far as pain goes, there's, there's a gray area in your brain that conducts pain signals and, and tells your body that you're feeling a pain and THC works on that receptor as well as the CB2 receptor in the periphery to decrease inflammation. And we all know that inflammation equals pain. So medical marijuana can be extremely useful for those types of situations. The last one that it's, it's used for is wasting syndrome for people that have uh, chemo and radiation-induced vomiting, which is... Um, it's very tough to eat when, when you're in that situation. And so to not waste away, people can either force themselves to eat, meaning set their alarms and force themselves to eat, or they can take marijuana where they, uh, their hunger levels increase so that they can consume calories. So that's THC, tetrahydrocannabinol. Let's change gears to CBD. It's uh, a, a pretty new molecule to us, but it's always been around, right? It's always been in the plant. CBD is inside the plant, not in the flower. It has non-hallucinogenic effects, and it appears to have um, so many medical applications while not getting a person high. Differently than... Differently than THC, CBD doesn't sit directly on that CB1 and 2 receptor, but works indirectly on your endocannabinoid system where it, it works on completely different receptors. So as an example, it interacts almost synergistically with dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine type receptors, and it enhances those receptors. And if you know those words, those are all positive things. Those are, those are, that's a happy neurotransmitter. Those are pain reducing neurotransmitters. And so it enhances those and works synergistically so that you feel less pain and are either happier or have lower amounts of anxiety, which are usually the two, two reasons why people are, are testing the waters of CBD. Both THC and CBD can be used for medicinal purposes. And that is, 100% personal preference. 
um, you know, somebody who's either going to be drug tested for sport or work, then you wouldn't choose the THC option. Um, but typically there is a, a, a small amount of THC in the CBD products that tend to work the best for people. So uh, again, that's a personal preference thing. And when you're buying CBD, it's very clear. Like they say with THC, without THC, and usually even send re- reports upon questioning as well. Questioning. Um, <laughs> so yeah, both can be used for medicinal purposes, personal preference uh, by the patient. And be- because I'm saying that THC and CBD is okay, I, I need to talk about the safety and then probably the, the next one and efficacy around it. But I I just wanted to get going here on understanding the the history and just a very 50,000 foot view of, of understanding marijuana and the cannabis plant. So as far as the safety goes, so this is, this is very interesting. Um, if we're just talking about THC, the only risks involved with taking THC is uh, maybe an elevated heart rate. Some people get anxiety because of that. And then elevated blood pressure um, because we don't call being high a risk uh and you know some people do some people don't but that's not listed under the risks um so but if that is you and you don't want to be high then it is at a risk of of getting high so as far as safety goes this has it has the lowest toxicity potential of any pharmaceutical out there N- nearly almost product any product that i've seen um over the course of history we really don't have any reported deaths or truly serious events that are attributed to THC or CBD at all. It's less toxic than what are very common over-the-counter aspirins and Tylenols, and certainly far, in a way, less toxic than something like alcohol, which is truly a a toxin. Um, A a couple other things about the safety of it, and because I I think that that's people's issue with it, is, is because it it had a bad rep, has a bad rep, and it has, THC has intoxication effects. People are a little bit more nervous around it, as well as the stigma. So a, a couple other points, I think, on the safety of it is, or the low toxicity, I guess, is that the the DEA cited how um, cannabis doesn't even have an LD50. And an LD50 means a lethal dose of 50% of the population. So usually in studies, the LD50 is a time that it takes or a dose that it takes to kill off half of the population of the animal that they're dosing with. So there isn't even an LD50. And in fact, there isn't even an upper limit of toxicity on it. There aren't uh there aren't there aren't CB1 receptors in the cardiorespiratory center in your brain. So breathing and heart rate doesn't can't be affected by it because there aren't receptors in that center of the brain. And like I said there's there's not a known upper limit from a cardiorespiratory standpoint. And as an aside, an LD50 of ethanol or alcohol is in in rats of course is 7000 milligrams per kilogram, which means that uh Alcohol is much more toxic than THC or CBD because the therapeutic index for THC and CBD is about 1 to 20,000. 
Um, and and just to give you a comparable there, aspirin, for example, is a one to 20, <clears throat> which basically means, you know, you take two aspirins for your headache, you'll be fine. If you take 40, you'll be rushed to the hospital. Um, and again, CBD is a, is a one to 20,000. So it's very safe. Uh, things like Valium are a one to 10 uh, therapeutic index. So again, su- super safe, super safe, both both THC and CBD. So anyway, I I just wanted to start the conversation about um, THC, CBD, and and start to get a little bit educated educated around it as we move into uh, the next one that I'll I'll talk about efficacy, how how it works, um, how to take it because it's it's something that's is very individualized. And so with CBD, you're always an N of one, and that's where it's a little bit hard and, and why some people think it works and some people think it doesn't work is because you have to actually try to figure out how much you need because it is very different depending on the person. Anyway, there's your quick primer on the cannabis plant and uh, cannabinols and how they're being used. So we will dive into the efficacy next. Thanks for listening.